medicine properly. Petula Okindi, welcome to Brains Behind Media. Thank you so much for inviting me. First of all, first and foremost, um, congratulations on narrating Aladdin. I listened to it this morning. Yay! <laughs> I love bedtime story feedback. Yay! No, Thank I do. You. I do. Thank I, you. I, I, I proactively listened. Yay! Thank you. Thank you. Interestingly enough, um, I recently found out you're from a small town called Sleepy Pico. And, um, yes! And that's about 150 kilometers away from where my mother's from. Which is where? My mom's from Francistown. Oh my gosh! Actually, and we used to go to Francistown like it was like nothing. Legit. Cool, cool. Like it was, cause it's like literally just there. It's not so far. No, absolutely. Compared to going to Gabs, you know, like if you wanted any, if you wanted any big shops at the time, cause you know, Pico is such a small town. So if you wanted any, you know, major shops. You'd yeah. always have to go to, to F-Town, yeah. Pico is still a very small town. <laughs> hey, it's like almost, it's, we call it, we jokingly call it a, a ghost town in, in the family, which is, it's really sad because I have such beautiful, beautiful memories growing up in Pico. Yeah, and that A1 road is by far the most daunting road I can think of. Hey! and it's just a curve you should you know action of some sort it's literally just one straight road yeah and that's it it's crazy it is it's it's really crazy all right talk about pique tell me about your upbringing were you always encouraged on reading Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So when, when I was growing up in Pigwe, I went to a school called Murula. Mm-hmm. It's still there. A beautiful school there. And um, the moment I learned how to read, I was never shy doing it. So teachers always, you know, teachers love making somebody in yeah. the class stand up and read for everybody. So I was always, like literally, through, since day one of stepping into school, Till I left in high school, I was always that person that would be asked for it. Yo, can you read paragraph? What, 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 what? So, yeah. yeah, reading has always been a thing that was encouraged. And that's obviously propelled into what you're doing into now, I'm assuming. Yes, yes, yes. It definitely played a huge role. I remember distinctly my... Um, English teacher Go Lechai Academy It's a school in, in Khaboroni Yes And I remember her saying Her name her name's Mrs. Murta And I remember her saying You know when Yeah One day In some sort of Media Somewhere Doing Doing the things For the parts to be done <laughs> not, I was like yes, not, yeah, yes Not many teachers Are spot on So big up to her Big up to her. Big up to her. <laughs> Big up to her. And then, um, look, I don't want to really talk about the, the media spins and Gabs FM and YFM because I kind of know about that. What I do yeah. really interested about is bedtime stories. And the reason I am is that I think today we have so many voice, voiceover artists and not so many voiceover artists use their talent for the greater good like the way you do. 
Mm. Why are are bedtime stories so important to you? Well, from the bat, obviously, I have a six-year-old daughter. Mm -hmm. And, you know, anyone that has a kid knows that bedtime stories always play such a huge role, you know, in, in the parenting and in the parenthood. So I've always had to read her bedtime stories when it's bedtime, you know, it's just a thing that she's always asked for. So this was definitely started because of the fact that, you know, sometimes I, I, she wanted a story mm-hmm. and I just, I couldn't read it. I'd be maybe busy with schoolwork or busy with work work. And, you know, she'd just be like, yo, like, but I need a story. And I was like, you know, I wish I could just find a way to, and I was like, wait a minute, I can. (laughs) It's like, you know, we're in the 20th century. There's technology for these things, you know? So it definitely started off as something that was specifically for my own daughter. Yeah. Yeah. And then afterwards, it just blossomed into something else, something completely different because of lockdown. So when the world, you know, kind of shut down, I think it's been almost a year now, almost a year ago. Yeah. So this gave birth during the pandemic. This gave birth during the pandemic. Okay. So this was something that I, I thought, you know, I, let me do it for everyone everywhere because kids are not going to school they're literally stuck in the house at the time and they're probably bored out of their minds and parents are also probably you know having their heads spinning not knowing what to do like i sometimes do so i thought okay let me just start um record myself i have a little studio at home that i use for voiceovers anyway okay. and i was also on lockdown i wasn't even going to work either i wasn't doing anything i was just in the house so i was like you know what let me just use my voice practice somehow do something for my daughter and for other kids around the world as well and there you have it bedtime stories and i recorded all the stories that i've read so far are books that we own within our own home. And I just thought, okay, I'll just read these books that I have. And I've been recording ever since. And I think the beauty with kids is that they're very imaginative. So once you break their ice, they can imagine, Ah. they can hear from the get-go, you know? And I think it requires Ah. a lot of skill. I don't think bedtime stories are easy as we think it is. Your bedtime stories are so, and that's just the thing. Like I, I, because you're just listening, you know, you're not, you don't have a picture to look at. I needed to make sure that I paint a very vivid picture, especially for children. You know what I mean? Like you say, children are imaginative. So they want to, you know, they want to be able to, to not just hear it, but to kind of see it as well, you know? So I had to, really make sure that I capture every single sound that I could possibly think of from a footstep to, you know, a door opening to literally just someone coughing or snoring, whatever. I need to make sure that when any child is listening or any adult, you know, I initially when I started this, this was for children, but I realized that, you know, there's so many adults as well that need to listen to stories to go to sleep that, you know, sometimes have some insomnia issues and you know would like 
some form of comfort or white noise to be able to sleep. So I thought, you know, let me not necessarily always talk about kids when I speak about these stories. So just anyone that's listening, this is really just to paint a beautiful picture and for you to be able to just be whisked away and be comforted and hopefully sleep. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I find it, well, I found it this morning somewhat therapeutic because when you narrated Aladdin, which I already know the story, I think you you directed the story in such a way that captured my attention, even though I already know the story. And like you said, you know, you have all these background sounds that you've, you've encompassed. And I think which is very, very important. But I think with kids, could be a bit tricky because holding their attention, I mean, holding any child's attention could be very, very hard. Do, do you always yeah. worry about that? Do you worry about that? I do. I really, really do. But then I also think, but, you know, this is, um, it's a bedtime story, you know? So I would like for them to actually be able to fall asleep you know for anyone to listen for for anyone listening to this i want you to 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 literally be so soothed that you can fall asleep to it and you can just lightly play it in the background and it it soothes you to sleep so if they do zone out it's a good thing for me <laughs> it means that my job is done you know yeah. Um, I, I try, I mean, initially I, I was doing really short stories that were about like five minutes long, but they were so short, like in five minutes, one bedtime story done. And, you know, for any parent, when, when you, you are reading a bedtime story, you know, it's a good story when by the time you say the end, eyes are closed, Muto is snoring, you don't even need to worry about anything else. It's not really about holding the child's attention. It's more about getting them to sleep. Yeah, yeah. Because there's, um, there's another program. Um, it, it's huge, this side in, in essay. It's, it's called Malibali. It's like a, a, an organization that's an NGO. And they're all about trying to get kids to read more and interact more with books Mm -hmm. and their programs kind of play on the radio during the daytime, little short, literally like three minute stories, you know, and it's like little educational clips, kind of like something that plays on Arbi one. I don't know if you remember back in the day, there used to be these short stories that would play, Interestingly, yeah, no, interestingly enough, I, I streamed into RB1, I think last week, and around 9 a.m., 10 a.m., they, were, they had like children's stories. There was a lady. Aha, uh-huh. you see. Yeah. So they still have it. Okay, so cool. That's cool. So, yes. So I was thinking along those lines of having something that is similar to that. However, for those programs, it's it's during the day for children that are up and about and playing to just kind of listen to while they're, you know, going about their day. But yeah. for me, like you said, it it, it was it, it's more about providing a, a soothing atmosphere to prepare for sleep, okay. whether for child or whether for adult. So I wanted to make sure that it's long, longer than ten minutes. Um, 
I wanted to make sure that it it was, you know, not much going, that it was low and slow. When you listen to the daytime radio story, sometimes you'll find that, you know, the sounds are more upbeat and even the, the voicing is a little bit more upbeat and a little bit more loud. But for me, because I wanted, you know, I wanted to provide a soothing environment for going to bed, I wanted it to be, you know, literally just just background and and you know and as long as possible because trust me no one can really listen to anything for more than you know more than more than 30 minutes is like pushing it you know what i mean yeah so imagine for a child to be sitting in the same spot listening to something for 15 minutes that's like, you know, that's, that's solid li- gold right there. That's a lifetime. That's a long time. That's a very That's, that's a, a lifetime, lifetime for a yeah. child. <laughs> exactly. So by the time the story is finished, I really wanted it to be lights out. Yes, that is interesting. You, you, you told me earlier that these are books that, are, you know, books you grew up with and books that are in your household. Are there any other yeah, types yeah. of books that you want to start dwelling on? Because surely you're going to finish all the books in your house eventually. Yes, um, yes. Are there other books that you feel that, okay, I need to touch on this book because it, sp- it speaks to a kid's heart? Yes, definitely. I I definitely want to um, zoom into... Sitswana books. Um, How I good would is like. That's a, I think that's hey, Muthamu <laughs> I'll have to like touch up on it. But yeah. I really want to do Sitswana stories because I've realized that there are not that many children's Sitswana stories that are still out there that are still being actively circulated, you know? Why do you think that's um, the case? I, you know, I just don't know. I just don't know. Like, and I've been searching. I really don't know why that's the case. Um, because there are, I, I, I can't say there aren't authors. There are many authors. There are many illustrators, you know. There are many books that are released. Why they're not readily available, like Gobo exclusive books or or any other you know, distributor is the question because they really are being published. You know, yeah, I mean, they're writers that are yeah. they're, they're writers that are putting out their work. It's just about getting it into people's homes. Thank you for pointing that out because I find that I find that deplorable that you mm-hmm. don't find all these books in like stores, like exclusive books, for instance. Mm-hmm. That's when that's that's a that's a store that most people in an urban population know and unfortunately it's not at our disposable out of disposal mm-hmm. we have to look through pdfs we have to go mm-hmm. we have to go as far as for all these things mm-hmm. you know? so i can only i can only imagine what you're trying to say because it's it, it really needs to be at your disposal exactly so yeah. this is why i was like you know what i really want first of all my own daughter to know and and all those stories that I only in, ever encountered at school. When I was outside of school, it's not like I could go anywhere and, you know, pick up a book for all these stories. Yeah. So I thought it's only right that if I am doing stories, I should definitely, definitely do 
traditional Sitsona stories. So those are stories that you can definitely look forward to very soon. As soon as I can get, you know, touch up on my Sitsona, like you say, I about little thing. so as soon as i yeah you can definitely look forward to to hearing more sitsona stories as well where it is 2021 now where do you envision what do you envision to do what what do you would you what's what's the plan with bedtime stories now what do you envision i would love for the bedtime stories to go on a bigger platform Bigger than SoundCloud, than if bigger than SoundCloud, and to hopefully partner with a major publisher. You know, I would love for Macmillan to be a partner or for Penguin Books to be a partner. And I have all these books at my disposal because that's really, I mean, I, I don't want anybody to ever have to pay for it. One, it, it, it will always remain free no matter where it is but I would love for major publishers to you know say well we have all these books you know here you go and let's partner with you and and see where we can take it so hopefully that's where it'll go because I'm never going to stop reading I love reading I love reading for my daughter I, I love reading for kids so I will always read I'm definitely going to keep that in mind. I think it's a, I think it's a fantastic initiative what you're doing. And, and if anything, I don't think like, again, not many, not even voiceover artists, not many radio hosts that I know are doing exactly what you're doing. I think it's innovative, but I also think it's also very important and necessary, especially in the crisis, you know, in today's pandemic. And I think you hit the Thank nail. you. I think you hit the nail. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Garabo. Thank you. Uh, thank you so much. <laughs> I should say I should be saying thank you. Thank you for coming <laughs> along to Brains Behind Media. Thank you so much for inviting me. I love the concept of your podcast. You know, I love. I I just, when when you hit me up, I just had to. I was like, yeah, I can yeah. definitely, definitely. I love the idea behind it. So yes, you also <laughs> hit the nail on the head. Yes. You, you're the first person in 2021, so I think it's a blessing. Yay! Yes, it's, a, it's, a, it's an omen. It's a good omen. 